Hi there, and welcome to this week's Your Purpose Podcast with Brian Horvath. And this week, I'm going to talk to you about part two. I'm going to share with you part two of the talk I gave on how to know, live, and love your purpose with a local college humanities class. In this part two, we're going to talk about how you can use your career to solve problems. I'm also going to share with you a career-changing philosophy that not only will lead you well now in your career, but also even into retirement and for the rest of your days. This philosophy is truly a game changer, a career changer, a life changer. I'll also share with you true purpose tools to help you rock your purpose. And then I'm going to go into a little bit of how you can use all of this to leverage LinkedIn and lean into LinkedIn, how you communicate on LinkedIn, how you can share your story and showcase your value with your purpose. As well, at the end, the humanities professor here adds a little nugget of encouragement to those who are not leaning into LinkedIn just yet, as well as why it's important to remind yourself how social media can be a tool, a helper, or it could be a hindrance in your job search or in knowing, living, and loving your purpose in general. So I hope you enjoyed this one, and don't forget to download the worksheet as well. Who needs it the most? Think what? Who needs most what you do best? If you're going to go help someone, what do they have? Right. They need it the most. Think problem. Other people who need what you do is experiencing or feeling a problem. In the marketplace, we get paid to do what? Think. When you go to get a job, what are you doing? Yes. Boom. David, you hit the next one. What do you do best? Think what? Solution. You are the solution, my friends. I don't care what age you are, what gender, what background. You are a solution to a problem, and the world is full of problems. You want to be successful? You want to be influential? You want to be what? Effective? Solve problems. Don't create them. Sometimes, just breathing, we create a problem. I get that. But overall, in school, in career, at home, with family, seek to solve problems. What you do best is a solution to those who need it the most, those people experiencing problems. Okay, next. Living with joy, influence, and fulfillment is more likely when you have a seek-to-serve philosophy. When you have a mindset that's seeking to serve. One, two, three, four, five of us, if I'm counting right, wear glasses, right? Put on the seek to serve glasses, guys. You want to make a difference in the world? I don't care what background you come from, what age, again, gender, race, ethnicity. Man, when you're seeking to serve, walls will break. Obstacles are no longer obstacles, they're opportunities. Because you will set yourself apart when you're seeking to serve. And many of you already said, I'm going to help others. Well, help others do what? Solve their problems. What problems are they experiencing? This. What do you do best to solve their problem more effectively, more influentially, more quickly? You see where I'm going? You don't have to wait to graduate. You don't have to wait to even leave this room. Take on the seek to serve philosophy. Game changer. Career changer. Educational changer. Relationship changer. Seek to serve. Help others with what you do best. Help those who need most with what you do best by seeking to serve them. Okay. There you go. Next one. This is it. B plus M times S. 
If you take what you do best plus who needs it the most, then you multiply it by seeking to serve. Rock your world, man. How many people complain about not making enough money at work? Oh, I wasn't a, it was rhetorical. But okay. Okay, you too. <laughs> That's funny. That's good. Thank you for participating. Uh, you are uh, authentic and genuine and transparent like myself. That's good. Okay. Did I call you Annie? Annie. Okay, I did have it right. See, I was second guessing myself. All right. Long story short is, don't go to them with a problem. Go to them with solutions. There is power in something called a one-pager. And I'm a verbose person, if you couldn't tell already. So one-pagers help me stay within the boundaries. Having a one-pager, what do you do for work? Don't answer it. Whatever. Observe for a week what you see as problems. Take a one-pager and write solutions. Present those to the leader or the manager. Hopefully not a boss. Different than a leader and a manager. Present those problems. Watch yourself climb with your esteem, potentially with your pay. And once you start implementing or she implements those, ask for a raise, ask for an increase. All right? That's the way to do it. Not, I'll do the work once you pay me. Does that seek to serve others or seek to serve me? Pay me first, then I'll think about it. <laughs> right? So, again, I don't care how old you are, guys. I like, have to keep saying it because I just want you to get it. You can do this as soon as you all leave this room or in this room. Seek to serve. Okay. So, next. Thank you. So, this was a game changer for me. I was a problem for my managers many times. Now, I was selling a lot. I was doing a lot. I was bringing a lot of revenue to the table. But I was also one bitching and complaining the most and crying the most, too. But I didn't get paid today. Yeah, the company had some issues with payroll. But guess what? My lack of money management made it catastrophic. And I look like an idiot. Well, geez, if you're missing your one day of pay, then you obviously don't have your finances in order. Yeah, we should have paid you. There's no doubt. But goodness gracious, now this is a big, you're wrecking my day, dude, with your problem. That was me. And then later on, I go, you know what? We can become better. I got this sheet to help salespeople be better at their job and have a role. This is before um, computers and laptops and iPads and iPhones. All of a sudden, I became a problem solver, not a problem creator. So I realized over time, looking back at all those experiences, like I said, those failures, I failed forward. I'm going, no, I can build on that mistake. I don't have to be buried under the mountain of that mistake. Hear me. We don't have to be buried under a mountain of mistakes. We can build on top of it, plant our flag in the top and go, I'm victorious going, yeah, I screwed that stuff up, but I learned from it. I'm here to serve you with all those learnings so you don't have to see me make those learnings happen here as you be my employer. So this has now became my game-changing, career-changing philosophy. What I do best plus who needs it the most multiplied by seeking to serve attitude. That's what you need to do. Okay. okay. And this is what I came up with. So Brian's career-changing statement. With speaking, consulting, and coaching, I help people to know, live, and love the purpose for their career and finances. Helping them realize that their purpose in life is not having the most money or the most toys. Helping them realize their purpose in life is not having the title and getting all those pats on the back. But realizing that their career and finances are tools, like that hammer, like that shovel, to know, live, and love their life purpose. Career and finance is tools to help you know and live and love your life purpose. Don't miss that.
So I realized that, you know what, now every day, not only can I say that to you without looking at the screen, I'm actually living it out. That's what drives me. That's what fuels me. That's what keeps me up late at night, gets me up early. Right? Okay? That will rock your world, people. Okay, next. So what is your career-changing statement? Now, some of you are already taking great notes. I'm a note-taker as well. I appreciate you. Um, but some of you, maybe just grabbing your voice memo recorder, and as you walk or drive, just start recording these notes. This is what's cool about this kind of stuff today. You can journal. You can write it. I think it's health, very healthy. I journal many times a week, not every day, but many times a week. Putting something in a voice recorder, and save that puppy for later, man. Who knows what you may discover years later about things that you were processing and going through, John, today, that later on you're going, wow, look how that's come to fruition. Or look how that needs to be changed. Or look what I said. I'm not doing that. Let me tweak that. So how do you write your career-changing statement? What do you do best? How do you add it to who needs it the most? And how do you write in there that multiply, the X factor, exponential growth in seeking to serve others? You want the law of attraction to happen to you? You want the right people to find you, including relationships? How many of you want to be married one day? Okay. Don't just say, look at me, help me, help me, seek to serve. That's attractive. That's attractive to the world. The world needs more of that, right? Not gimme, gimme, gimme. Let me take, take, take. How about generosity? How about give, serve? Next. So take some time. Write that out. To live your purpose, you need a VMG. We're going to speed through this. This is pretty simple. You probably get this stuff, but it's important to be recognized. How many of you know, you know simple things aren't simple to do? That might just be simple concepts, but hard to do. VMG. You need a VMG. Dave, thank you. You remember this from back in the day. Vision, mission, goal. We all need a vision, a mission, and a goal. Next, please. Next. VMG. My vision, our vision, your vision is a preferred future. Again, a simple concept as what do I need to do to leave this room? When this class ends, my preferred future is to be out the door. Well, what do I got to do? Well, there's a difference between what do I have to do and what I'm going to need to do versus where I'm going to be. My vision is to get out that door, then that's my preferred future. There's some stuff I have to do to get that done. I got to gather my things, I got to pack my stuff, I got to say goodbye to Brian because he does such a great job, and then I'll leave. Right? That's your preferred future to be out the door. That's what life, five year, 10 year, 15 year, 15 minutes later today, whatever work you have on your plate, what's my preferred future? Do I want to get that, that paper done last minute? Do I want to get that homework done last second? Or do I want to have that wrapped up before the weekend so I can really relax? Whatever the case may be, it's a preferred future. Next, mission. Your mission in life is a blend of your skills, your abilities, your dreams, passions, and personality traits. Skills, abilities, dreams, passions, and personality traits. How many of you know your personality? Has anyone ever taken a DISC profile assessment? No, but I think so. Okay, good. Yeah, so okay. So I, I love this, so I start with that. So take, go to, I think it's, uh, go Google D-I-S-C, D-I-S-C, Google it. There's a free DISC personality assessment quiz. If you know that for a job or for an interview or for a relationship, that's going to help you. Understand what your personality profile is and understand the other person's or other people's, not so much even for yourself, but how it will be interacted, how you interact with others. Yes, ma'am. D-I-S-C. Can I? Yeah. May I? Fun. DISC. Stands for Decisive, Influential, um, Steady, 
cautious, compliant. It's different. People use different things like dominant. Dominant sounds negative, unfortunately, but there's some people who are dominant. So I'm a high I and a high D. So I'm very interactive or influential, like, you know, and also driver, get it done. Okay. So my mission is a blend of skills, abilities, dreams, goals, and personality traits. Okay. Your mission, my friends, says more about what you are not than what you are. Your mission in life says more about what you are not than what you are. For example, that little map up there. If this guy was to be off mission, he can end up in one of those bodies of water as opposed to at X marks the spot, right? A military, a marine guy could be off mission and dead. If the preferred future is to get from that ship to that X, the mission is everything in between. The mission is everything in between. What am I going to do? But even bigger, what am I not going to do? Because if I tend to do those things that aren't on mission, I could end up being off my preferred future and not accomplishing what I set out to accomplish. Does that make sense? Okay. That's why leadership, self-leadership, is so important because it helps us remember the things we don't want to do. Like to get back to do the things I'm doing now, I'm not engaging the activities I used to engage in. I'm not spending my money in the ways I used to spend my money. I'm not, you know, participating in activities, you know, all those kinds of things. Or having relationships in ways that I had before. If they didn't get me to where I really wanted to go, we got to stop those things and move on and keep with our mission. And that's that can be hard. That can be very hard for you and for the other people if it's about a relationship or for that, that group of people, whatever. All right? Goals. Goals are bite-sized visions. How many of you set goals? Awesome stuff, right? Most Americans, most people don't, and they just end up kind of cast their fate to the wind, to and fro. As the wind blows, so I will go, and you don't always get taken to the right destination. But bite-sized visions, they're like many, many little things you're going to do. So again, I talked about the vision, the preferred future being out of here. A mission is, if I'm going to be out here and I have to be in my next class or appointment or work or what have you, then I can't hobnob or dilly-dally or talk with everybody. I got to go. Those are things I cannot engage in to stay on mission to get out the door to hit my preferred future. But my little goals in between all that is I got to pack up my stuff, I got to say bye, whatever the case may be, and move on down the road, take the steps in the right direction, cross the right roads, all that kind of stuff. Does that make sense? Okay. So a VMG is really going to help you roll into knowing, living, and loving your purpose. And you can have a vision, mission, goal about your coursework. You can have a mission, vision, mission, goal about your physical fitness. You can have a vision, mission, goal about your um, relationships, your social, your personal development, right? Your college activities, whatever the case may be. Questions about that? Okay, good. David, you want to interject anything? Okay, awesome. So on the next sheet, you see a big blank sheet of paper. I want to kind of draw this out for you. Love having that clock right there. That's very helpful. Okay. It's three hours off, so we got another three hours. Hope you guys are okay with that. All right, good. So I'm going to kind of draw. I'm right in the middle, so I don't want to get in your way too bad, but I will a little bit. So see this mountain here? I want you to think about this mountain as your life, your life journey. Okay? And right down here, this is you or me. So I'll show for my kids this one little hair. I don't know why. Um, and this is base camp. So if we're about to start on our journey. Here's our base camp. we got our little fire going and stuff like that. That's a fire. Okay. And we're getting ready to traverse this mountain. I want to call this Purpose Mountain. Okay, this is our life purpose. Okay. 
This is not drawn to scale. <laughs> Always wanted to say that. Um, so I got my chance. So, okay, here we are. And we're trying to figure out where we want to go next. Now, this could be as big as like your whole life. This could be just your next season in life. We don't have to get, we can go as, as close or as far out as you want when we think about this illustration. But here you are. You're excited to go up to Purpose Mountain. And so your vision is what? What's the vision again? What did we say vision was? What's your vision? What did we say your vision was a minute ago? Preferred future, right. So he's got these little binoculars, or she, that's what those are, and they're seeing way up here to where they want to get to. We all have that. We're not there, but it's where we want to be. It's our preferred future. Pretty simple stuff, right? Okay. In between, though, if we're going to get up to here and camp for the night, right, because this is a, my, my wife hiked Mount Kilimanjaro. Crazy. I would never even think about doing that. I didn't think it was possible, but she did it. Not everyone made it for whatever reason. No one's fault, per se. Just some people can handle that different than others. Okay? But she did it. And I'm going like, the other day, she's afraid on a, like a zip lining tour. I'm like, what are you afraid of? Well, that was 20 years ago. I'm like, okay, Mount Kilimanjaro, a zip line? <laughs> right? It's like, this didn't, I'm like, what? Anyway, so that's a preferred future. But every day, if she's going to get to the top of that, or if you're going to get to your vision, we have what I call the mission. In every single moment, almost like little mountains here, we have a mission. So day one might be taken from base camp and getting up to this place to camp for the night. That's a mission. Now, if we dilly-dally down here and leave too late, if we leave when weather's wrong, or if we decide to sightsee off the side of the mountain, we might not get to that place because we're off mission and we left too late, didn't pack the right stuff, blah, 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 and we end up falling off the mountain. We never get the mission done. Remember I said mission is about more about what you're not than what you are. So here you've got a tight window to get from here to here. You've got a mission. You've got to keep it tight. But every single little step, all up and through here, are, what do you think these are? Goals. Thank you. Goals. These little things, these little steps, these little bite-sized visions are goals. And that's how you kind of got to break it down and just think about it. It also helps you... Chew it as opposed to think you got to swallow it whole because a big, having a big vision, if you have one, to seek to serve others, it can be daunting. It can be overwhelming. You're thinking, that's nice, but right now it just seems like pie in the sky. Don't let it be. Reverse engineer this thing. If I want to be up here, how do I work backwards and think about it here? Mission. Multiple missions over time. And under that missions, little goals to get it done. Here's the other thing, though. You need some people down here to either go with you or to, this is clapping, cheer you on. We all need a dream team in our life. People that we're going to be surrounded by, mentors, accountability partners, encouragers, people that aren't going to take our crap either and not settle for the status quo, that know our dreams like we do, even though they're not the same dream, that won't settle for us going, ah, it's just too big. You need that, guys. The world's full of enough people that say you can't. Dream team. Some of them may be good with you. Some of them may help you pack your bag. Some of them may give you food for the journey. Some of them may give you a map. Some may give you money to support you. Seek these people out. I know a professor here is one of those guys. He wants to help people succeed. Seek those people out in your life. They're out there, but you've got to ask.
had a mentor challenge one time. I get asked for a mentor. I go, will you be my mentor? He said, ah, let me think about it. I mean, that was a mess, man. That was a hot mess. So, dream team, base camp, preferred future, tackle things a little bit at a time. Draw this out, hopefully, on your little sheet there. Make it better than mine, please. And this is your mission. But over your mission, you have little goals to help you get the mission done. And when you get mission plus mission done plus mission done, you accomplish your vision. Okay? But sometimes things happen in life. My mother-in-law has been in the hospital for three, almost three months. She has congestive heart failure. I got a four-year-old and a seven-year-old. I'm trying to build a business. We got hospital stuff going on. Oh, my wife's building a business as well. Oh, we got the economy's doing this or that. Or, oh, um, COVID's doing this or that. Or, oh, guys, it's not a straight line. Expect the problems. Expect the challenges. But if your vision, your why you're doing what you're doing is big enough, you'll get there. That's what I want to encourage you with today. Know, live, and love your purpose. And when you do, when you seek to serve others with what you do best, those who need the most what you do best, money will find you, relationships will find you, purpose will find you, success will find you. And not the success that the world defines, but the success that you internally define for yourself. Can I swear in here? Okay. Don't take shit from nobody, including yourself. Guys, the limiting beliefs that we allow to come into our mind, sometimes we just got to take out the trash. So if you have those, dump it or get some help from someone to help you dump it. Got it? Okay. I don't think I've ever sworn on one of my talks before. Yeah. Let's make sure that's recorded. Good. All right, so thank you. Uh, hit the next slide. All right, so when you know your purpose, <laughs> when you live your purpose, you will love your purpose. It doesn't mean it's easy, but love ain't easy, is it? There's an old 70s song, Love Hurts. I didn't wear my Def Leppard shirt. Yeah, exactly. So, and love bites and love stings. That is Def Leppard. Um, but your purpose matters, people. Okay? Is she copying from you again? No, I <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> All right. So let's take some questions in the next couple of minutes. Oh, Dave, keep going. I got a resource for you guys. Uh, Dave, keep going. So this is my book I wrote. You can download it for free. It's like 55 pages, guys. Big font. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but you can get it at brianhorvath.com slash book. I just talk more about this stuff and um, in a book format and um, PDF you download basic stuff. Free. Okay. Dave, one more. If you guys got that, great. If you guys think of a question, uh, John, I'd love to hear from you. Send me an email, man. Tell me what you wrote in that box. If you're open to it. Brian at brianhorvath.com. Any of you, questions, comments, thoughts, love to hear from you guys. What do you want to do? Huh? All right, man. Sweet. About what? Okay, fair. But dude, look. Right? There is no shortage of getting help for that. If you got the ideas, that tactical stuff can get done. That strategy can get done. Right? 
Good stuff, man. All right, next one. All right, so I have a nice YouTube channel where I really teach a lot about LinkedIn. If you are interested in LinkedIn at all, you should be. 740 million people on the world's largest professional network do not wait till you graduate or do whatever to have a LinkedIn profile. It's never too early to build relationships, to make the right connections, not only for your career, maybe you're a nonprofit you want to be involved in, maybe you're an activist, maybe you're a volunteer, maybe you want to write. Do not wait to build a LinkedIn profile. I'll help you do that in a fun, engaging, authentic, encouraging kind of way. You can get onto my YouTube channel, brianhorbeth.com slash YouTube. I talk about purpose, career, finances, but I have a lot to talk about on LinkedIn there as well. I think that's the last one, I think. Oh, and then if you want a quick start guide, a lot of free stuff, guys, that I put together to help people. Really easy with checklists and just get organized, make it simple, right? You get on the, you get on the web, you're like, it's like an ocean of like noise, right? It's busy. So. Okay, good stuff. Questions about purpose, questions about career, questions about whatever. We got a couple minutes left. In Odessa, you know the uh, public in between the intersections of gun before? Of course. No way. Yeah. All right, I'm going right. to come look you up. Which, the Starkey Ranch side or the... Starkey Ranch, yes. That's where I live. Wait, really? Yeah. I, I, I live two miles down gun. I'm right next to that one. Okay, cool, man. All right, I'll come say hi. Where do you work? I work... What at, department? Oh, I work in customer service, sir. Okay. I'm, I'm one of the uh, front service manager back. Okay. Yeah, I think uh, you told me off one day. All right, good. <laughs> Any questions? What was your name again? What was your name one more time? What is it? Lance. Spell it. Okay, cool, man. All right, Lance, nice to meet you. All right, what else, guys? Questions, comments, thoughts? Hold on. Anyone? Comments? Dave? Hey, Brian, can you, why? Why do they need to start this LinkedIn profile? Why, yeah. Why is that significant at their age and what they're working through in their college? Sure. Yeah, guys, I think LinkedIn, again, is the number one place that, say, recruiters, headhunters, hiring managers go to look to find talent, okay? The difference today than what it has been years ago is it's not that linear path where talent has to be hired after a degree has been had. So don't wait to be found by the right people that are looking for your talent now. Have a profile. And the cool thing is, it's like Legos, it's building blocks. So whatever work experience you've had, no matter if it was paid or volunteer, no matter what schooling you've had, whether it was here or in the past, no matter what you want to do now or what you may want to do in the future, building a LinkedIn profile is a nice online place for you to share your story and showcase your value to the marketplace. It's a number one place for you online to solve problems, to share that you have what those employers need most. And authors too, man, writers too. And whether it's creative writing or if it's self-help writing or if it's autobiographical, whatever the case may be. And the cool thing is it's free. You just go on LinkedIn.com, sign up for a free profile, get a nice little headshot, which in today's world with phones, that's simple. A nice headshot. Got a cool backdrop to Ebor all over the place. I love the brick walls. And then you got a cover photo and then you just put in there your headline, you put in your about section, you start building up this online presence in a professional way that allows you to demonstrate what you do best to those who need it the most. Okay. And the cool thing is it's digital, so you can always change it. Right. If I could add something real quick on that, Brian. So the last before I came back full time, they were very large. They had extensive HR departments, 
when you apply for a job, if you get past that initial resume screen, they are scouring your social. Yeah. They are seeing what you put on Facebook. They're looking at Instagram. <laughs> They're looking at all that stuff. This is the one social you have full control over that is 100% dedicated. Show what you do in school. Show your major. Show your interest. Show, and Brian's stuff teaches you all that yeah. stuff. But if you think those HR departments are not scouring your socials, you're being naive. They look at everything, literally everything. So the higher you go and the more significant the position is, the more money and the more time HR is going to invest in screening you. And so you controlling your, your, your socials incredibly important. You're going out there seeing all kinds of political stuff or your pictures from the club and Ebor out there. What what thank are you, God that it was on Facebook when I was in there. Showing people that may hire yeah. you someday because yeah. they're looking and they're gonna watch it and it's no joke because uh, these HR money. managers are everybody uses it and now it's that important. Yeah, and the other thing with that too, and we gotta wrap up, right? Over yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, the other thing with that, guys, too, is that um, there's bots to do that, right? Like, you know, we get spam sometimes, right? We're like, oh, my gosh. Well, they use things to go look in your social. So if you're a client or a candidate for a role, they don't have to manually do that. Now, if it's a small organization, that might be a manual role for somebody. And they're like, oh, I can't. I just don't have the margin to do all that. I had the interview. I like them. But if it's a little bit larger of a company, they have, you know, software that can go do that for them and ring those bells are they good bells or not so good bells to ring? So, okay. Guys, you got to ask some questions. Come on, y'all. It ain't 7.45. It's 10 o'clock. 10.30, what? You got? Empathy versus empathy days. Well, I'll ask you. What do you think? I think empathy. Okay, why? Did you guys hear his question? It's a very good question, actually. Well, in my mind, empathy is, as it stands, empathetic. You're not just understanding the pain, the problem. As you said, it's a problem-solving thing. If you have a problem-solving mindset, that can lead to more solutions than questions. So, mm -hmm. and plus your connection. That's right. I find much more. Yeah, there's a cool book, guys. It's a little easy read. It's called QBQ. It's got question behind the question. So what's? And it, it, I don't care if you're in sales. I don't care if you're in leadership. If you're trying to get a better grade, um, the question behind the question is really seeing what's behind the, the, the first line of defense. Like what's really, what's, what's the headquarters of the question? Like what's the real reason? What's the real root? What's the question behind the question? I mean, let, let's really help you out. And that's where empathy comes in. Sympathy just kind of goes, oh man, I feel really bad for them. And you're kind of distanced. Empathy allows you to get involved and come shoulder to shoulder and put your arm around somebody. That's a difference maker. So really good, man. I, I thought it was a great question earlier. I just want to make sure we got to it. So think about that. And sometimes we're just not empathetic people. So we look at our DISC profile. You might not have that gift or that personality style that's naturally empathetic. So you have to work on that or you bring others along to help you with that if you're leading a team. You might not be that person, but you'll send them to the person who is empathetic. But being a strong enough leader, you know where to direct. But first you've got to lead yourself well. That's a big topic today, too. Mental health, yes. Self-leadership, even more so. Self-leadership encompasses mental health. Or mental health, yeah, exactly. Okay, anything else? Good question, man. Ladies, 
Thoughts? Questions? Comments? Did I get a pass or a fail? <laughs> My little girl does that. I love it. Thank you. On a scale of one to five stars, I give you a red sun. What's a red sun, dude? It's a red sun star. Or it's a red, uh, I forgot the correct terminology. It's a very large star. I'm giving okay. you a very large star. I'm going to find you at Publix. We're going to, okay. It's a red star, red sun cereal, I think. Red sun cereal, no. I give you have a question? Awesome, man. Okay, good. Nice to meet you. All right, guys. Thank you. Awesome. Thank you, Brian. So, thank you very much. Yeah, you got it, man. He gave you his email. Oh, I have it he now. gave it to you. So, as you work through your career, you, <laughs> you now have a resource here. I've known Brian for over a decade. He's a Whoa. real deal. He's a real deal. He's been through a whole lot, but he's achieved a whole lot, too. Well, hey there, Brian here. I hope you enjoyed part two of the Your Purpose podcast where I gave a talk to a humanities class, a college humanities class about how they can know, live, and love their purpose. And a good friend of mine here, Dr. David Hopkins, shared that fact that 27% of students don't work in the field for which they studied in or prepared in in college. And that could be for a lot of reasons. But for a lot of kids, a lot of students, it's probably because their purpose compass is not set they don't have one or it might be needs might need recalibrating. I know that was for me. I had a lot of opportunity in college to go a lot of different ways and uh, it took me a long way. Uh, it took me a long time to get where I am today on purpose, knowing, living, and loving my purpose. So I hope this podcast blessed you and I want to remind you that to get further information, get further details, and get further help in this area that we all need, you can download my free book. It's called Your Purpose, How to Know It, Live It, Love It where I give uh, authentic and genuine and transparent uh, details about my own story, but also encouragement to you to write your story and to live out your story, to share your story and, of course, showcase your value to the marketplace and to the world. So I hope you have a great day, and be sure to like this podcast, share it, and uh, even subscribe to get more of these updates when new podcasts are released. I thank you for listening. Go get them.